Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Crystal Core Radio Podcast brought to you by Work to Game. Today is a wonderful Friday. We've got a roundtable for you guys bringing in Gaming Kinda, the Aorazine Archives, Elino, Chili, and for the first time on this podcast, Joker, but him and I have collabed before, and maybe you know him from Dark Side Royalty Gaming over covering Destiny 2 and occasionally Final Fantasy 14 kind of makes it into the mix. And there's a lot of uh, networking crossover between kind of the Destiny community and the Final Fantasy community, uh, which it'll be fun. So we've got a lot to talk about today. The show, we're going to have some fun. We're going to be diving into kind of what we're playing, gaming news, and so much more. When we talk about hands-on impressions, this is this feels so cathartic to say. Hands-on impressions of Final Fantasy 14 running on the Xbox. We're going to talk about the state of Destiny 2. I'm really curious as, uh, what Joker's feeling and thinking, especially as we get ready for the final shape. Uh, especially in Sony's recent uh, messages. as uh, And then finally, we're going to conclude today's show with uh, another round of 20 questions. So hopefully you guys are enjoying the podcast. Let's go around. Let's start with our uh, for our, our, our brand new guest here, Joker. Dude, tell people where uh, what you got going on and what, uh, what you're playing. Uh, so um, what I'm playing, basically, Final Fantasy XIV, I've been catching up through all of that. Um, my whole thing was more or less... This is one of those things I've been subbed to the game for over a thousand days, right? Ooh. But I actually hadn't beat Shadowbringers until here recently. Nice. Um, and in fact, I'm level 90, but haven't started Endswalker. <laughs> because Art. when Crystal uh Crystalline Clash came out, I was like, dude, this is so fun. Um so I've been doing a lot of that, catching up, doing like all the side quests, because when I started playing Final Fantasy XIV, of course, like everybody who's a content creator, you stream it. And when you're streaming, you don't necessarily go off and do all the side quests because people are there for the story. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're missing out on a lot of different emotes. You're missing out on glams, fashion, stuff like that, or just even stories. So I went back and I've started going back and getting all of that gathered up. On top of, uh, if you've watched any of my more recent content now, you started to see that I have like my Final Fantasy character in it, but like at, for like gags and bits and stuff like that, because we took the FC house that we have and we have like this huge green screen as the like bottom floor. That's all it is. And what we decided to do is basically that allows me to green screen stuff and bring it into Sony Vegas, edit it, stuff like that. Uh, kind of like how I guess Pint does his videos as well. Mm. So, but that requires that having like a lot of glams and emotes and stuff like that. So, I had to go back and get all of that. And then they were like, "Oh well, um, Dawn Trail, it's not going to be supported on the PlayStation Four anymore." No, it will. It will. It will. Okay. Yeah. No, it will uh, be. But it's still useful. It's getting the graphics update and stuff like that. Um, I was wondering about that because they didn't, uh, and we'll probably get into this in a little bit, they didn't bring out Final Fantasy on the original Xbox. The Xbox, the Expo. Uh, but it's just the Series S and Series X. Um, I think that's mainly probably because it would just mean a lot more consoles to work. They were working on two more platforms. That would then be, what? Oh, yeah. Three? Four, yeah, because uh, isn't there like a, a smaller yeah. version? Because you have the X Phone right. Series X or X, right? Because you have the, the X version of the, of the X. What, what? Oh, I'm sorry, gaming kind of. Oh, yeah, I was just wondering if they were like bringing over, you know, because they have the PlayStation 4 version and it all runs on Windows. It's like Russian components, <laughs> American components, all made in Taiwan. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, the big problem I think is just checking for to, to having to have a whole team run checks for a separate SKU, even though the like underlying like software, underlying hardware is not that different. Yeah, and it also I think signals that PS4 support might be uh, fading away in 8.0. Not guaranteed, yeah. not confirmed, but it's right. that. Well, they're not, if they're, you know, why would you want to put it on like the Xbox one generation? If like exactly. in two, in two years, they're like, and uh, it's out of here. Like, I, I think that causes too much, too much pain. I just think it's the lack of sales of the hardware. Um, because remember the PS4 still gets gay. Yeah. It still sells occasionally. Mm -hmm. uh, the lack of sales for the hardware. Um, I don't think we'll see uh fantasy 14 drop PS4 for any time shortly. Because if they were, it would have been now because of the graphics update. In my yeah, opinion, that's they would what have I figured. PS3 was supported like, exactly one expansion longer than I thought it would be. Yeah. And so but, on this one, back when we were all predicting, I said, they're going to support PS4 one more time because this is exactly one more expansion than I think it should be. <laughs> it's going to do it. Like, so I, I think they'll drop PS4 with it. Yeah, I think it's, it's kind of the Destiny uh, problem where chilly. what I'll take that at action. what point does the tech start holding it back? And yeah. we see with mm. like Destiny. Um, I think it has to do with install base. I think PS5, the majority of this expansion still were not readily available in parts of the world. Yeah, and they're and so already talking want, about so it being over. Like now they're stocked mm -hmm. on the shelves, but that's a fairly recent thing. So when you make these decisions, um, you're making a decision based on install base. So like, right. I'm sure there's still Xbox Ones in the wild, but the Series S is regularly on sale now. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. you have to wonder how many Xbox One sets of components are still out there. Like, what is your growth vertical? It costs you something to develop it. Like Brian said, they may have to drop support if they choose to drop PS4. It would make right. sense that base Xbox One would go with it. So you're going to put in the work. It might only last two years. And how many people are you really going to get? Like Chili said, the, the hardware's still out there, but it might. It, you're like, okay, but are we going to do this for mm -hmm. 10,000 players? Yeah. Like, I think On the hardware, much bigger numbers. On the hardware side, it's like the one big thing I can imagine is just the sheer fact that they're still not able to do an SSD standard because of the hard drives on the PS4. So, yeah. like, I think that uh, that sure. if that ever gets to a point where that's holding them back from something they want to do, that would be one of the that could be one of the specific hardware reasons. Oh yeah, lagging raids. Not you start SSD. doing the alliance raid on a original PlayStation because that's what I've been playing on. Okay. Um, and that was kind of where I was going with that. It's like I was waiting for it to come out on Xbox because I didn't want to buy a PlayStation 5, but I have an Xbox. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna just going to wait in that and wait till that comes <laughs> out and I'm going to play Endswalker on that and I'm going to stream it there. Uh, so that's where that conversation was going. Um, but enjoy, enjoy your double sub. Enjoy <laughs> your double sub. <laughs> I'm already paying for Games I, Pass. It, it Thank you. No, Thank you no for saying people. it. No, That's no, no, my but attitude I, but I, too. Here's, I want to jump in because this frustrates me to no end. It affects so little people because Thank anybody you. who's already playing is there. However, it was listed as one of the reasons why the game was not on Xbox originally. And I don't know what voodoo happened, what deal was signed. And it just, it, 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 we'll talk about it more when we get the hands on impressions. But anyway, Joker, sorry. I'm just like, yeah. Oh, no, you're fine. Or yeah, the consumer it's... behavior changed. Like Yoshi P has looked at consumer behavior and made a decision. Exactly. And as the information changes, 
We have enough I mean, interviews I, from this guy that we could make yeah. argument videos of old Yoshi P versus new Yoshi P where he just tells you something is impossible. It doesn't make sense within the culture. Yeah. It doesn't work within the technology. It is not fiscally responsible. It is not what, what the players want. Mm -hmm. And then you turn right back around four years later and you say, because of the following things, we are so excited to do this. Um, and that's a and good, it's not that he's please wait, suddenly <laughs> whiplashed. It's that, the information changed like exactly. people's relationships yeah. with subscriptions have changed over the last five yeah, years. You have like sure. 50 yeah. people have 50 subscriptions. Prescriptions. Uh, you, su you subscribe um, to get your razors now. Like you subscribe <laughs> for everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm still going to go with my um, theory based on completely nothing at all. There's no nothing backing my theory, but this is my, this has been my theory for this. Uh, my theory for this is the fact that um, I feel like, Remember, we had the cloud test servers last year to test out the new login system. Oh yeah, because um, we're now moving. Into... Yeah, I'm going to guess that maybe they had a got a deal with Microsoft to use the Azure servers for cheaper by giving them Pharmacy 14 on Xbox. Maybe that was part of a, a bundle deal. Well, that's one like, of the oh, things. And we'll slip we you this game to... if you slip us 10% off. Woo <laughs> And that's one of the things, maybe we can get into this a little bit later, uh, when we talk about the console, if people talk about the console all the time, and they pretend like it's a war between Xbox and PlayStation, when really you have the entire backing of Microsoft versus, and I hate to say it, the minuscule and often misguided, misdirected, and blatantly sometimes irresponsible choices of Sony. Madam Web, need I say more? Um, <laughs> I mean, yes, uh, definitely. If we're including all forms of the media de department, I tend to think of those as more sectioned off as you know. Well, yeah, saying, but like if, the, if, if, the if one drags it under, right, versus it's the an whole anchor. of Sony, like sure. you have, yeah. you know, but, it's like. But like you got, like you said, there's sections like the, from what I've heard, the Windows section don't like the Microsoft, the Xbox section a lot. Like yeah. there is actual rivalry inside Microsoft between the two. I yeah, but it's that. it's an it's an anchor thing, right? Like if Microsoft loses five million dollars or five hundred million dollars on an Xbox project, that's a tax write-off. They're like, whatever. Uh, I mean, somebody's getting fired. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but like they're like, whatever. Sony loses five hundred million dollars on a project. That's trouble. Well, and that's also I guess would be a highlight of the scale of these two different companies. That's one of the things where it's like. Microsoft continuing to say they're all in on gaming and their messaging uh, has been interesting to see kind of the fallout over just the last couple of weeks, especially now, like as now we've confirmed, they've confirmed the four games, which was it like, it wasn't like it was, Hey, we'll talk to you guys in six months. It's like on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, we're only thinking four games. We're not thinking anymore. And then five minutes later, it's like, yeah, it's probably gonna be more than four games. And then it was like, I mean, it's already Friday, a fifth game, right? Oh, here are the four games. Oh, and also these other games as well. And so, the I mean, it's already a fifth game technically because I, I think it's called A Dusk Tale. That is all, which, which was Xbox exclusive. It's now launching on PlayStation and it's soon. All the rare classics uh, are also showing up on, uh, on Nintendo Switch. And yeah. I continue to reiterate this is a good thing. Like, you shouldn't have to go buy into an ecosystem to enjoy your video games and i think what we're seeing is a slow transition we'll see it could it could pay off it could not but we're talking about a three tr trillion dollar company versus and 
like in the what yeah. I believe the point Joker was making is like Sony doesn't have the luxury exactly of, you know like that uh, of a gamble a gamble has to pay off for them mm -hmm. if spider-man 3 right now rumored to be 320 or plus million just in development not marketing if that doesn't deliver for them they're not just somebody's getting fired but there's a lot of other things knock-on effects that happen where in yeah, microsoft shifted things are canceled stuff it's like that it's funny to think of Sony as the scrappy underdog in the situation, but ironically, compared to Nintendo and uh, Microsoft, they are. Because Nintendo yeah. right now is one of the most, if not the most profitable company in Japan. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, think about it. Their system, the Switch is amazing. The Switch is amazing when you think about it, because it's a system that has been out of date for like 10 years, if not longer. <laughs> Um, made with basically 360 and like second yep. market 360 and PS3 components, uh, shoved into a handheld, barely plays its games, and it does it it does amazing because you can take it anywhere. It's so funny. It's so good. Yeah. To say nothing about all of their failures are in the emulation space and like like there's so many things that like from so much like different angles that you could argue are so subpar and yet it does it just doesn't matter but they're yeah, online it continues to irk me to like the nth degree <laughs> right. i'm like come on but for like, like microsoft and sony their systems are like loss leaders right right well but, sony actually uh, makes a profit i now don't sell. think yeah sony makes profit per sale are did they start oh, making no, a profit yeah, so yeah, it's a profit, and then uh, Nintendo also does yeah. as well. But Microsoft yeah, is, is definitely not. you got to imagine, you know, yeah, Nintendo's well, probably um, like hot. Yeah. Well, Especially Sony's when they don't they ever need to run yeah. sale. Like, I mean, hell, how many are, copies? yeah, when was the last time you see a Switch on sale? Right. Well, Switch, I'm just talking about the games. I mean, Matt, games. Just, imagine the money it's so rare. On New Horizons, Mario you know? went on sale with the Mario movie crossing over a billion dollars. They're like, we made a billion dollars. Give them five. <laughs> I think Let's Breath of the Wild is still like the 50 game. bucks, dude. <laughs> it'll be, yeah, it'll be, a, it'll be a seven year old game and it'll be five dollars off for two weeks. Yeah. I mean, hell, it'll be and, a and it's a GameStop game. deal, too, right? Yeah. I don't know if you yeah. trade in another game. <laughs> Wait, this is such a fun derail that was our intro i'm sorry to everyone um let's yeah, go uh, with... okay uh playing cyberpunk boulder's gate uh destiny Great. and here. that was that was topic one yeah what's next on deck brian got a little oh, well i was still right. just going around the world we got elio dude elio once you could tell people what you got coming up yeah, uh, so right now I've been sick with COVID, so I don't have a lot necessarily coming up. Um, but hopefully I'll be having some projects, some 14 projects in the near future, as well as streaming Final Fantasy XI at some point, And maybe even Final Fantasy VII Remake and Rebirth. Uh, nice. I'm definitely hoping to get around to that. Right now, what I've been playing is, honestly, uh, 14. Uh, I've been going back to Elden Ring with the newest launch. And I just recently uh, replayed through Final Fantasy IX and watched my partner play Final Fantasy X for the first time. So That's awesome. That's a, and that was a very interesting experience. Chili, what are you playing, dude? Uh, I've been. I've just finished Sea of Stars. Uh, I'm gonna go play the Fantasy Seven Rebirth demo, and I'm gonna go play Fantasy Seven Rebirth when it comes out next week. You all know me. Blah 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 blah. Skip ahead. <laughs> and gaming guy, Chris. I'm, What's up, dude? I'm traveling this week, so um, I am playing whatever my nephew wants to play, which is a whole lot of Smash. Yeah. Um. He's he's right at an age where he's really fun to game with, and he knows for a fact that he knows more about the game than me. So he made me watch the <laughs> tutorial. He explained how the game worked. He told me what character I should play. And then 
after the third round, he goes, you've played this before. <laughs> yeah. I have. Imagine that. Imagine that. Like a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, we so. just spent five minutes air juggling him with Bayonetta. Huh? <laughs> Uh, yeah i'm about to show you some z dash i'm not wildly good but i have been playing smash games longer than he's been alive so yeah there is a slight advantage for a few more years mikey kirby and you just dunk on him i don't know i don't remember how old your nephew is but mikey who's five will run up to me with like playing smash and he's like dad i need you to beat this guy for me i'm like now you got to learn on your own son and then if he struggles like you know five times and i'm like all right i'll let me show you how you know it's, it's been fun I got him his first Pokemon game. I guess he was like maybe eight or nine. And um, and so like the reading, like I didn't realize how much reading a lot of these games have. And so yeah. like his parents at first were like, we're gonna have to kind of limit switch time and things like that. But very quickly they were like, like he's getting so much better at reading as he spends time with this game, which is something that like Brian talks about a lot with like his yeah, history yeah. of reading in the games. And like just having a source material, whatever it is that a kid's passionate about makes such a big difference with how oh, yeah. they learn a lot of these skills. It doesn't matter what it is. Get them reading that I've worked in get education. That is, yeah. that is the only, so a lot of it's just been me like hanging out and he's playing the game. And like, it's been interesting over the last three years of him kind of coming into gaming, watching his attitude mature, even just in terms of Pokemon. Cause it started with, I'm going to have a team of all Ponitas. And I said, why? He's like, Ponita's the best. And I was like, well, what happens if you fight a water Pokemon? He goes, uh, fire evaporates water. Like, you nailed it. You nailed it. I mean, he ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. That is the logic they wrong. use. What about rock fair. Pokemon? Fire melts rocks. Like, he could explain to me why all Ponitas beats all types. <sighs> and then, you know, check in a year later. It's time to update him and, and check in on, on that Pokemon game and the next title. <laughs> And he's, I was like, do you have all Ponitas? He's like, you can't have all Ponitas. <laughs> you can have one Ponita, but you have to be and backed one. by uh, a couple other types. But I have the perfect team. And there's one team. And it there is no up need for any other team. And then, like, fast forward to now, and he's like, well, it really depends on kind of the area you're in and, like, what you're fighting. And then you have to kind of decide, am I training some? It's like, it's just been crazy to watch over such Kids a short are all time. Right. You go from, like... I've picked my one thing and this one strategy will work in all situations to like this wildly gray area of like, let's get into the, you know, deep, deep debate of what the optimal Pokemon is. Um, it's been awesome. 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 And then you get into EVs and IVs and competitive EVs is fading. That is yes. a path. He, of he's getting into the cards and he got an EV binder from us for Christmas. No, I mean, no, uh, the, the effort values. Oh yeah. These are yeah. stats. It's insanity. Yeah, I, I still remember those items. I don't think he's to items yet. Like I think he's still. I still remember with sword and shield. Hoard them. So I'm like, well, I don't want to use them. I might need them. <laughs> um, I mean, that's every RPG player ever, right? Nobody ever uses. The, you, there's always going to be a harder sure. fight. See, so keep it. You know, we you might need it. it. There's a harder sure. fight. There's a harder and fight. The, game, the last like, fight, and it'd be like, but there could be a secret fight. Right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Literally. Maybe there's a fight right. after the credits. Turns, I have 230 <laughs> antidotes. I, I got this. <laughs> the boss I, was just like Elden Ring. I got this. I was playing right. Elden Ring like yesterday and I just went, okay, you know what? I'm literally just I beating the game. Just use all the stuff. So I'm just running around with like dual flaming blades and just like all the items. Very, I think that's nice. what made me struggle with Granblue was the fact that you could use potions in the fight without having to worry it took me ages to be like oh yeah i can just use potions i don't have to just stock them up okay this is why 14 is so hard because like 
it is either use food on cooldown repeatedly forever, or it is you can only carry one Phoenix down and you will never need it outside of <laughs> deep dungeon content. Uh, like and like, when like you do need it in a deep dungeon, always, you realize all situations yeah. always or never ever ever apply this. It oh, Chris, may I introduce you to the wonder of pots and pot rotation windows? You're talking because about a very functions. narrow portion of content that requires that. But still, the, yes. the point of the Phoenix Down is so frustrating because by the time you actually need it, you realize, I got that out of my inventory. I forgot completely about it. And then you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. I don't have one in this occasion or you go on that I need it. Or you're on that Floral Palace of Dead. You need to use it. And then you realize you have the debuff that disables items. And you can't use it anyway. <laughs> Uh, well, okay. let's get into uh, kind of our next major topic. We hit up gaming news, I think, pretty well. I think we've covered kind of what's been going on in our lives. <coughs> but a big update is that Final Fantasy XIV beta officially is out in the wild. You can go download it on your Xbox. I do want to make a just a note because I keep hitting this home. If you have an existing account, don't merge your Microsoft account with a temporary account. Wait until this game comes out of beta. That's what they've asked for. So I created a extra Xbox account and a free trial account. And so I've been playing and testing the beta itself. So I'd like to go around the horn, get everybody's kind of general thoughts, whether you're playing it or not, that day really doesn't matter. Just like this feels very exciting as we build up to the release of Dawn Trail. Let's start with Joker, because I know that you've played on the Xbox and being that you have an Xbox, you know, you're you're ready and to go. And I so. merged my Xbox gamer tag with my free. Oh no, that's undoable. Uh, you there, can, there. I believe, you can actually just delete the Square Service account, like totally, and that might be no. a workaround. But, well, you'd have to remove your whole account. You, you, you yeah, no, it, I don't care. Um, okay, I don't have anything on it. It was a made. It was a made for this uh, Square Service account. So okay. I okay. deleting that completely. Oh, you scared me. We'll do it. No, 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 no. Oh. So, um, but yeah, so I've been running around. Uh, one of the things is I, I main Dragoon. Uh, so I booted up Lancer and I'm just like, oh man, uh, the new player experience. Yikes. <laughs> yep. It's pretty Oof. bad. I know. Uh, just bombarded uh, Yoshi, by it. dude, can we have more than like two abilities when we start the game, please? Or like an AOE? Like no, you play. I'm drowning one, two, out three, here, man. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three for like the first seventy hours, and that's as a story skipper. And then ah. if you're slowing down for story, it's like the first fifty thousand hours. It's it's a huge ask. Um, it's worth it in the end, which is a really oh, yeah. easy thing to say for the person at the end, right? But like as the person that's like actively in it. Um, it's easy to forget like how painful that was, especially when there's just so many other good games. Yeah. And this has been a problem since Shadowbringers, and it's been like I, something that we've I've, I've talked with people about for, for the better part of four or five years. And it's only going to get worse, really, um, <laughs> the more that they streamline or like change abilities at the higher end and what gets removed mm -hmm. at the earlier point in the game. And I, I feel like they, they, there just has to be a effectively what they're doing for Endwalker right now with quality of life fixes. I feel like they have to choose to prioritize fixing the early game Joker, uh, do you think, with experience. so elio and joker like do you guys think that they'll convert players with this like so, is that going to be an issue? i have like two minds on this oh go ahead yeah. no, no 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 please please so 
when you when you look at the way that the um Final Fantasy 14 works, like in the end game, right? I would argue that the Final Fantasy 14 community, especially coming from Destiny, um, is more knowledgeable about what their skills do, how mechanics work, how the game works, than like say Destiny. Like you go into a LFG on Destiny, and half the people don't know how Oracles and Vault of Glass works. Okay. Yeah. I would argue that if you're not going to really have that same experience in like an alliance raid, but uh, alliance raids are really hard to fail. Um, that said, you know, that does come from slowly learning your abilities. So that is kind of a, a plus that we people who have played the end game, we have level 90 characters. We're used to pressing 80 rotation buttons, whatever. Um, you know, we we view it from that lens where it's like, oh my god, this is so slow, this sucks, ugh. But at the same time, the learning is valuable. They need to find a happy middle ground, I think. You put it perfectly. Like, my experience of talking to a lot of people of various skill sets in my community and other communities perfectly matches that. I think there is room to add more quicker to make, in particular, to make 50 and 60 more interesting I think would do a lot because I think the thing is you can, if one to 50 is still a little slow, that's fine. But by the time you get to the end of a run reborn combat should be interesting. And right now combat does not really get interesting arguably until 70 for most jobs. Um, and even then it's not super interesting, but it's at least, you know, you've got something going on. Yeah. It's a, that 70 to 80, uh, especially dragoon because they took half our stuff away. Right. Wasn't there like a oh, don't worry. You're going to lose even more stuff in, in Dole Trail. By the of no, no, it's going to be fine. Yoshi P is going to just give us the PVP rotations for our, our yeah, Dragoon. Sure. Is that, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that confirmed like or is that just helpful? Because I've been hard. arguing for like just that just that feature of the combos on these buttons so that way they don't have to take away so many things. That's just I mean, me. They did That's it with Gunbreaker. Okay. Yeah, I was just like, that would be just push one, 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 because it's that your whole combo has been simplified. Uh, That's, yeah, but that's what you're already doing. Does it take more brain power to push? Because uh, you're, like, you're playing on a controller, right? Does it yeah. really take more brain power to go, Y, B, X, A, Y, B, X, no. It doesn't um, take more brain power, but it feels more fulfilling for me. I, I find like I'm... It, uh, it's okay for certain jobs. I don't mind it, but like when I played Monk, I felt like I was doing actual combos by having to press other buttons versus just... Circle, 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 circle. Oh, yeah, triangle. Like, circle. Circle. I mean, there's two possibilities here, though, right? Because you, what you could do with Dragoon easily is, like, let's say you do do that, like what they did with Continuation with Gunbreaker. You then end up in a situation where you then just make the rest of the job more interesting around that. Yeah, you can add having it be. Um, and then the thing is, is Dragoon and Aster are both getting a rework. And as much as people complain about um, Summoner being too simple at Endgame right now, which is neither here nor there, one thing I would point out is that early Summoner actually feels pretty... Like, Summoner feels much better compared to some other jobs quicker. Um, or at least is a slightly more fun and interesting. So I would say that there's also a good chance that if we look at Aster and Dragoon, they may actually be a little bit better off um, in the early game compared to some other jobs. Um, even Sage and uh, Reaper, I would say, like the, the new jobs that come out that have had a, been a chance to sort of been designed from the top down tend to be a little bit better in that regard. Um, so I think there's hope that's not just uh, complete copium. Also, someone said that there's a Paladin 7.0 rework. I think the 6.3 oh, yeah. half rework was the only thing that they said. Yeah. Uh, I think, no, I think they're changing Paladin as well a little bit, but I don't think it's yeah. a complete rework they, like they are. Well, it could uh, be Dragon because they'd said that, hey, we, you know, bigger plans 
here's what we're going to do in the short term. And so I, I am anticipating that when, when the media tour happens, Paladin, you know, Dragoon, you know, asked, we're going to, are they going to see, you know, probably the most, like, like we've seen before you get your new jobs and then basically you still get new jobs. These, these jobs can kind of getting four jobs really. He's always missing summoner. And my assumption is that summoner gets reworked every expansion. (laughs) And Astrologian. Astrologian gets a rework every expansion pretty much. I think they're, really happy with summoner this time around and i think summoner's in a great place to get at just things added to it rather than just reworked it would just be that's weird. what dragoon feels like for me summoner. right now it's like don't touch it please it's it's okay how about this they reworked dragoon by giving it the dragon from final fantasy 11 i said oh, yes. give it i said what that. Happen? Yes. everybody wanted to be the 11 dragon let's get it yes let's go but i but, love that it would make sense story-wise because we're like dragoons are now like friends with dragons yes but, I, but okay that's Yoshi not P doesn't like pet like, classes we are getting beastmaster eventually but i'm like no no not, no like oh, i think no it wouldn't be a traditional pet job though because the pet would just be attacking with your combos so you wouldn't be commanding the pet so it wouldn't be a traditional pet job. It would just be following you. But you basically level saying up make it real dragon, right? Uh, like effectively make it getting you that extra level. Look, to be fair, I don't play dragoon that much. So I, I'm not sure I should have an opinion on this. I just like that the dragoon in, in 14 is more that Kane Highwind style dragoon. Like I love yeah. that, that set that style and sensibility, but. Oh, hundred percent. That's why I, literally this is the class that I started playing final fantasy 14 to play. And I have no other classes leveled up. <laughs> no hey, other if you know what you classes. like, if you know what you like, go with it. Yeah. If you like PvP so much and you do want to try one out, it is the easiest way to try one out because you get oh, yeah. to that full set of PvP abilities the moment that they're PvP ready. So the moment you pick up your job stone, you can charge into PvP. Level 30, level 90 doesn't matter. <laughs> and they actually they get experience. It sounds like you've all leveled all the way to 90 doing that. So like it it is a great way that if you ever decide to try another job out, like PVP oh, is yeah, such 100%. a cool way to try a job. And it's not the same, but PVP is such an exaggerated version of the personality that if you don't like the way it plays in PVP, it might be an indicator that you wouldn't like it in PVE outside of like right. additional, you know, like obviously like like healer, for example, to me, drastically different in PVP than PVE, but with a Scholar DPS class, like if it doesn't look up. cool in PvP, and that's that's part of what drew you to it, yeah, it's not going to look cooler in PvE when I turn even more spell effects down. Um, Scholar's my I, least favorite PvP job. Really my favorite shows. PvP job. Oh, dude, the the PvP and just like how Francie cool. says, the jobs feel like they actually have their identities in PvP, and that's cool. uh, that's in due in part to like just a consolidation, like it's so where distilled. P- well, PvE has like, oh, we got to add new skills, we got to add new skills, and at some point what you guys have kind of talked about with the, 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 the starting experience, I'm actually so thrilled because I thought I was just going to have another moment where Reddit is going to hate what I have to say about it because stepping into the game, like as a fresh account, uh, you know, having been away from the game for, you know, a little over a year and a half now, I was like, this is rough. This, you feel the age of this game immediately. It wasn't. And, and, this is not comparing it to other MMOs on the market right now. This is just having beaten Final Fantasy 16, having stepped into Final Fantasy 7 Remake, it I felt a time jump 
way back. It was like, it felt like I was like, I just jumped back 10 years in time and I don't have all the fun little bells and whistles. And I have the benefit of knowing how to play this game. So I knew what settings to go kind of play with to change from the default just to make my life easier. But I was like, holy crap, there's nothing that people are like, people are constantly like, how do I do this? And it's like, oh, you know, that's where guide makers, I don't think will ever be irrelevant for Final Fantasy 14 because of the how the, the current new player experience is. And so I was actually like, also one of the thoughts that I had when playing this and also then comparing this to Final Fantasy 16, like I feel some weird design decisions that were made in 16 because it's the same engine. So you see various different kind of pacings and more. And then again, I shift right back into Final Fantasy VII Remake, which, you know, I just started playing for the first time. Rebirth is just right around the corner and people are like, I know Chili and you guys have played the demo and everybody, like every little tweet that I see that I quickly just scroll past so I don't end up like, you know, ruining that experience is like very hyper positive about that. And that gives me a lot of hope for Square Enix and Final Fantasy, but it does make me look at, Final Fantasy 14 and Final Fantasy 16 in a different light. These aren't bad games. However, I am curious about like they're, you know, they're doing the graphic update. Great. But that doesn't solve the new player experience. You know, they're doing these things. Cool. But, but you know, are you guys working on a Final Fantasy 14 too or, or 17? Is, is there something coming up that is going to essentially allow this game to, to can live on and be kind of a, of its time? Or are, are we going to ship a Theseus the whole thing? And eventually the issues that people are having today won't be issues tomorrow. What do you guys think? I think it's probably ship of Theseus. Cause yeah. I mean, that's what they've done so far. I mean, that's been that's the, history the MMO of solution. Game. And that's, that's kind yeah. of the square Enix, not necessarily creative uh, business unit three. Um, Cause there is kind of a distinction that needs to be made there. Very much so. Square Enix makes bad choices. That's just <laughs> how it is. Um, look at like what they did with Deus Ex. Uh, look at what they did with Mar- the you know the Marvel franchise. Look at what they've done with you know Tomb Raider in the past or stuff like that. They make bad decisions and they bet poorly. And then you have Yoshi P and Final Fantasy come in and they're like, okay, I guess we're going to make up all your money and losses for the last fiscal year. Yeah, with our subscriptions. And so that really breaks the economy, though, of making a game because you have all the profits coming in that should, you know, realistically go back into helping make that game. And if all things were great, Yoshi would be getting all the money that he needed to go back and like do pet projects like Ship of Theseus, the beginning of the game, you know, make it as good as the end of the game. But when you only have a budget that goes, okay, you can either make the beginning of the game good or you can make your next expansion. What are you going to do? Yeah. Well, and that's why we've seen a lot of the quality of life. While we have qu- big quality of life that comes in with each expansion, they also use the patch content for that, right? That's what we've seen. Endwalkers, a lot of effort have gone towards that. I would also say that the amount of effort put in towards Endwalker show that they're clearly thinking about long-term and new user experience in such a way that the fact that they even mentioned reworking coils as a thing at NA FanFest makes me think that I, I do think this is a problem that's going to be on their mind going into 7.X and 8.0. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder how much of it will be addressed or solved in the near future within 7.0 just because mm-hmm. there hasn't been anything directly stated on it. And usually they talk about that stuff pretty upfront and in advance. And um, going to age weird. 
because of what you just said. Like it's oh, going to yeah. age as this gap um, because people, the, the total amount of content introduced in Endwalker was an enormous content list. And as somebody who played through WoW Cataclysm during WoW Cataclysm, I had a lot of fun. But in hindsight, like you look back and there were there was more complaining than there was in the expansion before that. And it began this chapter of complaining that people look back as this pivotal moment with hindsight, say that was a bad expansion. And Endwalker, when it first released, everybody was thrilled. But as that patch content that you noted did a great job of Yoshi P a year ago, like this month, told us about a 10-year plan beginning with mm -hmm. Dawn Trail. Yep. So I don't know on the math, are we are we nine years left to go? Is that five expansions? Whatever the math was. But and honestly, it was such a front-loaded presentation of that <laughs> in years that like it seemed like most of that plan would have lived itself out. I'm gonna blow your mind. Point. It was actually two years ago, Chris, not last year. <laughs> oh my gosh. So we could only I have a illusion. Yeah, I was so, like, I thought that was February. It's February, right? It was February. You're right. But it was it's not it last was February. Not okay. last February. Yeah. Time for uh, pandemic so, time. But so like, messing with people. From during this expansion, we have seen all sorts of burnout and people stepping away with some bitterness. And, it, and in many ways, it mimics a lot of what Cataclysm did in that the reason Cataclysm got the frustration it did for WoW is that it's when they did a lot of rebuilding to help the game age that they had to deviate part of their limited resources and say, we're going to try to keep the game current. You know, like Joker said, you got to choose one or the other. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to, we're going to do 60% on the new stuff and we're going to take this 40%. We're going to work the back end. Um, and it's easy to say we're excited. They're going to rework coils until you find out that that's why your job didn't get redone or, or whatever we false equivalency. Cause he never comes out and says it like that, but we, right. we, we go, well, I can point at this thing that they did that clearly took a lot of effort that I don't like. And I can point at this thing that I definitely wanted that they'd expressed interest in. And that, that was the exchange. Um, yeah. And so I think Endwalkers had a lot of that frustration as they've come in and made huge investments in how this game's going to age. I think the thing too is like, well, I'm going to, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Chili. You have another second. What I'm going to say is probably going to sound like a swear word to a lot of people. Um, and a lot of people are going to have flashbacks to certain other video games that have done this um, because it can cause a lot of issues. But I think one of the easiest ways for them to fix the um, leveling issue right now is because, as you said, you get so much, so many skills high level. And we all know what I'm going to say. Just, we're going to have to, if they squish down the levels, they would force mm -hmm. the levels, the job abilities to be lower level and it would make you feel like you're gaining skills a lot faster. The downside of this is, of course, is ultimate. That would be the big, you know, big problem. But yeah. it would mean that you would get, if you went down back down to 60, imagine how many skills and how fast you would start getting them again. And you would get your AoEs really fast, probably like 15, 20. The other struggle is that they, they have to rebalance every trial, the dungeons. Like it's, it, the thing is like, it's not that there wouldn't be a solution, but People there is like synced. Yeah. All the time though. Like that's well, how people that, just progress them. Well, that's not how, I mean, that's not, I guess. That's, well, it, it, oh. when, when you're adding a different abilities though, it's basically like saying we've synced your stats, but you have all the abilities that this fight did not have. Like you did not like, you know, back in time. So it's that, Oh, you yeah. can, you can red mage can re res at level 30 instead of level 50, whatever. Well, you're now running into content that was designed where red mage didn't have that res. Does this affect the overall like impact of it? Does that make right. sense? Right. 
but they do but one of the things is that currently they do adjust for instance when there is some change in that they do adjust potencies like mm -hmm. they, they there is some yeah. balancing done with that i'm just saying that like if you do a mass squishing of you instead of imagine all of heaven's word you now have a twice the abilities you're gonna have to do a lot of rebalancing my point is not that that's not viable my point is just that that is going to be a lot of work throughout the entirety of the game so that is going to come at like at development cost time because, I just wonder how important yeah. that is because, um, like I was saying, I, I get what you say. If you're playing everything on level, that makes sense. But like when I went and I had to do like trials or dungeons or something, I unsynced it. Yeah, but you're at level 90, expecting people to be able to go. So, for instance, if you're a new player, if you unsync and you're level like 47 and you unsync a 40 dungeon because that's but if you're a new player different. you wouldn't know that there was a difference of that you weren't supposed to have those abilities because you're new right but my point is you can be a new player and you don't have you're not at a level where you can do that so expecting that people are just going to unsync it as the standard way of play is not reasonable and not what a lot not no, i'm just saying if they squished everything down and people got abilities that they weren't supposed to only the people that have been playing it before would understand that this isn't what it used to be like for those that are playing it new, it would be a completely new experience for them. So they wouldn't know that they're not supposed to have this AOE at this level. My point is not that people aren't supposed to have it. My point is if you if you make dungeons, okay, you have everyone has 90 level abilities and are clearing it out and wiping it out. Like, no, you are basically saying that the entire game is not is just a like snooze fest, learn nothing, kill everything one shot until you get to the end game, which is, I think. I'm not saying terrible, you get 90 level. I'm just saying that you you wouldn't get them. You'd get those at 60, which would be higher level than like it's so it'd be hard to balance but it'd be interesting to see and I, we're saying 60 but before we know the level squish if it happened could be 70 like we don't I, know like if it, i do think a level squish could work i'm just i, I i'm just of the mind yeah. that like I, I there's a lot of times like solutions that are presented that i worry about because they are going to wall solve one problem create one another one that i think it may actually be worse for the long-term health of the and as i said the biggest the biggest issue would be in my opinion out of all it would be ultimate like oh because let ultimate uh, sinks you down and like you you are it's designed around those abilities at those levels ultimate is the reason why i think the level squish wouldn't work properly i, uh, I actually apart from that i, think I, I disagree because i think anyone who's doing an ultimate will be willing to learn would would be willing to figure out like okay this is the weird yeah that i have to deal with but it, it just wouldn't work as well as it it wouldn't be designed perfectly for what it is like i'm not saying it wouldn't work i'm just saying that that is the biggest elephant in the room in my opinion ah uh, yeah i see i guess the thing is ultimate effects like what two three percent of players maybe five and then they're also uh, the people at that level of expertise. You could you could literally give them double the abilities that they use in, out, out in nothing other than ultimate, and that would be a thing that people are like, okay, well, that's like the challenge of ultimate, right? Or that's the right. weirdness of ultimate. And I think people would be willing to pull it up with that. So I don't even think that's really an issue. That, that would be that big of an issue. Wow does a different type of syncing, and I will tell you the ability the abilities come on too fast. Um, it it feels good as a long time player. But when I move to a class that I have not spent a lot of time with, because I'm not an Omni in WoW, and so I still have the ability to kind of pick up a class and treat it like it's new. Um, anytime I've gone back and added a class, um, I'm not playing it well. Like I'm not, and I'm not learning. Uh, so I, I don't know that there's an easy solution. <clears throat> yeah, like I said. All of the they could just simply are going to overlook some element of the game. You're either going to leave 
um, new players, if, if Brian's kids decide to play this game, they're not going to have a background in RPGs. You're going to leave them behind. If you don't leave them behind, when we bring over people from Destiny or from World of Warcraft that have a gaming experience, you're going to hold them back. And, you know, and so like you're, you're always trying to solve a complex set of things that's being enjoyed by a wide variety of players who have a different skill level, a different set of expectations and a different set of priorities. Because like when I played the game, I just wanted to progress when I came through the first time I skipped all the story. Um, I, because I came from wow and I wanted to catch up with my friends and what you do in wow, when you catch up with your friends is you skip all the quest decks, you knock out the quests, you get caught up in level, you go grab whatever the easiest set of gear that gets you decent is. And then you join them. How fast can you do this? How many hours can I play? Yeah, per night so I can catch too, them in two weeks uh, or less. And, and so that's how I came into Final Fantasy. In A Realm Reborn, I came in and joined a bunch of 1.0 players, um, and I blasted through it. And it wasn't a good experience, but it, it was a feasible experience. So my, I guess my question would be, what can you do with skills so that it's feasible for the largest number of people? It will not be perfect for any one of them, but how do we just get enough people through ARR without them quitting? Um, that they can look back on it fondly because there are people already enjoying ARR. So you don't want to change it so I, much. I liked ARR. Like, I'm from, like I know a lot of people are like, yeah, like it's, <clears throat> I thought it was great, but I go, I, I can understand people's frustrations and complaints about it. And, and for me, from a skills to answer your question, Chris is like, I do think that there is like a two kind of pieced solution where you get your skills and instead of them going away, they just have new upgrades that yeah, basically replace them Use over the right exact traits because hey we're gonna boop you which know is, which gonna was right yeah trait walker like, is it, as people said <laughs> yeah i wouldn't be surprised if dawn trail was very similar in terms of like we're mainly going to be seeing traits rather than new abilities like mm -hmm. i would i would be that term trait walker has been thrown around by so many people so i know it's a common feeling i said it during the media tour like we weren't even allowed to talk yeah. about it publicly yet Brian. and i was already calling it trait walker and so like yep. seeing so many people and i'm not a good player so i can't imagine people who have actually like complex well thought out views of the combat system because i'm not your guy um you know i i don't clear all the savages i've never cleared an ultimate uh and i felt that and so like i i have to wonder how people who have a much deeper understanding of the combat system um, now to, to, to slightly it, pivot down, but it, it, just yeah it was for a good reason to slightly pivot the conversation we brought up uh destiny uh as well and it's one of the things that i love to get uh jokers kind of an impression especially because that's also another game that's 10 years it's it, it's you know it's seeing its age and from the community's oh, yeah. perspective like uh, for me like I, lightfall just sucked and i was like all right i'll I'm already pot committed, so I'm not going to buy the collector's edition <laughs> of the final shape, but I'm going to play like I want to play the final shape just so my mama didn't raise a quitter. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just want to like finish it and then who knows what whatever's coming next. But what's going on with Destiny? Why are gamers so mad? Oh, God. Why aren't they? Um, so it's it's a lot of uh, things. It's so I. One of the problems with Destiny is kind of goes all the way back to uh, just even before Destiny 1 came out. It's like one of those things, you know, to understand the, the problems of our country, you have to go back to the Byzantine Empire. <laughs> um, oh, my God. No. It's so true for Destiny and L. Oh, my God. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, no, it is. Um, really true. Because you have we are still we still have problems that 
are that were problems destiny one day one year one okay like we're just now getting and it's not out now um getting the ability to recreate your character destiny is a weird game when it comes to replayability like we're talking (laughs) about final fantasy being a great game to continue playing but a very hard game to start playing and people talk about you know World of Warcraft has done so much, or, or New World, and some of these are great games to start playing, but then the end game of that community might have some some serious frustrations about what is asked of them to continue playing World of Warcraft. Um, Destiny is the only one that says, like, we'll give you reasons to keep playing, we'll give you reasons to start playing, but by God, don't take a break. Like, when you come back to Destiny, there's no ability to, like, restart. Like, you're just lost. Like, like I don't know how often you take breaks from the end joker, but like, like as somebody that takes breaks from destiny, when I come back, I would love to delete. Like, I want to just start over. Like, I don't know. They're like, well, your character remembers everything. Okay. But I don't like, what is all the buttons? What does everything do? Where do I go? Like I'm lost. So, I mean, like uh, this year has probably been the least I've played the game. I think I'm like level 50 on the season pass or whatever. I was like 40 last time, and it's really easy to hit 100 if you just show up. Um, but like with the way that Destiny, the new player experience in Destiny is non-existent. Um, they realized, I guess, you know, a couple of years ago, back when they started vaulting content, that the key feature of Destiny are the raids. Problem is, only 13% of the community actually play the raids, at least according to them way back in the day. Um, and I don't see that having changed because looking at just the uh, Final Fantasy coming out on Xbox, I had my people who play Destiny who follow me who are, were asking about like different aspects of Final Fantasy. And they're like, we don't have to play raids, do we? And I'm like, okay, um, this this is going to blow your mind. But like raids in, in Final Fantasy, they're both easier and harder than Destiny raids. But you're going to be way more equipped to play a Final Fantasy raid than you have ever been equipped to play a Destiny raid. Because you're going to learn how to play the game. Can I ask you and a question? And raids actually? are just the ultimate like culmination of learning how to play the game. Um, just out of curiosity, would you say, because I haven't been tapped into the Destiny 2 community since like launch, would you say that it's easier because the average player knowledge is higher or because of design? The average player for- knowledge is higher, okay. definitely. Um, because like you, uh, I said this earlier, you go and you play, uh, Vault of Glass. Vault of Glass has been a raid since Destiny 1. It, yes, it got a little changed, um, when they remade it for Destiny 2, but barely. And there are people who still don't know how to play it. Mm. There's, this is a 10 year, King's Fall barely got changed. So, and people don't know how to play it. They, they invent new mechanics for each raid tier and they come up with new ways to telegraph them and new ways to solve them. And it's a really fun problem for the raid community. This whole event and spectacle around watching people solve these problems. That's the world first. That's like new viewership records, like every tier it's, it's, it's amazing. But then that content as it ages because of a, their, their syncing system, um, which, you know, is, is different, but is a, is an equally chronic problem as vaulting. Um, but also because those mechanics aren't reused over and over solving them was part of the fun the first time that that knowledge gets lost it's like an old book burning like it's just so yeah as opposed to final fantasy we're still seeing mechanics that we saw in arr they still get used like you see your start first stack marker there will be content in dawn trail that none of us have seen that there will be a stack marker and we will all stack like day one 
day one. And they rip all that though, stack too. because we've been trained to stack. Yeah. Um, and well, they build those basic verbs and then yeah. it still managed to create interesting things. I mean, the limit cut gets used to this day and is from heaven's word originally. Right. And I think the other cool thing is you look at um, the redos of um, King Mogulmog and like Castrum, like the redos of stuff they did in ARR. One of the things they did is added all, all the universal symbols and even the first trial you're going to do in the MSQ is basically King Mogamog doing all of the universal types of markers, the stacks, the spreads, the tank buster, the like dual tank. So that it, like people, people are learning very early on. Right. And so if Destiny's problems sound a lot like World of Warcraft's problems, it's because Destiny 2 for the longest time was directed under Luke Smith who was a huge World of Warcraft fan. He was like, I was scared of Lord back in the day. And <laughs> that tells me everything. That's so bizarre because there's things about Destiny that are so different. Like like the, like when you're fighting enemies just in basic open world Destiny, the types are so repeated and like it becomes very easy of like, this is where that one's vulnerable spot is. And right. I come back to the game and I don't know where to get gear. I don't know where to pick up quests. I don't know how to teleport to the newest content. Like, I don't know all the new features. I don't know what any of the new unique like guns do, <laughs> but then I see something and I immediately know where it's critical hit spot is. I don't know why just the moment <laughs> I see it in my brain. It's like, Oh yeah, that's where that is. Because there is, been, I mean, like, there is something intuitive. They in did there. do a, so I don't know why job. they weren't able to have that same efficiency with mechanics um because like 14 i could take all the time off in the world and i would come back and i would immediately recognize a stack marker like it's it's telegraphed and it's taught and when those things meet like i can't help but know it as opposed to world of warcraft you take me back into like if there was like a synced equivalent of serpent shrine cavern today i was a raid lead in serpent shrine cavern i'm still going to not know all the mechanics because i'm just not like there's no way to have memorized all those to the degree because they weren't it's not like i was doing that same fight mechanic for a decade it's i was learning that one for those fights and then now there's different fights well um, it's it's kind of like uh Nyanyo or whatever uh their name in chat it's like destiny doesn't treat bosses like bosses and that's absolutely true they're just over you know size bullet sponges um for a lot of them it's and the problem with destiny is you know you're looking at his all his gear all brian's gear on screen none of it matters that's the lie. That's the illusion. None of it matters. The only time that gear may matter is in the like top one one percent content, and we're talking, um, you know, the hardest nightfalls, and maybe hard raids. I'm actually thinking that hard nightfalls require uh, loot synergy more than even the hard mode raids, because you have the champions, and the champions tend to have their like different mechanics based on what mod you have. And that's really where the synergy comes in. You could have the worst legendary auto rifle, pistol, bow, whatever in the game. Just as long as you have that mod that allows you to kill that champion, you're, you're Gucci. Um, and that's, I think the problem with Destiny is when you get the new player experience, um, they have this thing called, I don't know what it's called actually, um, but you go in and you start up a new character and you now have to buy all your abilities. Uh, you get like one set through level up, but then you have to buy the rest. And subclass 3.0 was really terrible for the game because it homogenized so much of the classes. Like, uh, I, you want to be a healing warlock? Just go play a Titan. You're you're better off. Um, you know, so it's one of those things where the classes are homogenized. The 
experience going into the game is so forward built to getting you to the end game it's not even funny and then once you get to the end game you realize there's no point in doing any of it because none of the loot matters so Almost, you're yeah. it's what, what's a, that uh one meme i can't remember the guy but he's like he's screaming we're in bobby codex maze um <laughs> you know yep and that's, that's you know we're in jason jones maze here it's it's a it's a hamster wheel of loot, but it doesn't matter. None of it matters, and that's kind of what's going on with the community right now. Is like, okay, well, when loot doesn't matter, then we're here for the glam. We're here for the glam, fam. And when you're there for the glam and all the glams in the cash shop, well, uh, what's the point? When we're getting weapons that were sunset like four years ago as rewards for playing brand new content, they just like. Maybe they put a taken filter on it, or maybe they adjusted the perk pool. When that's your rewards and all the like the cool stuff, you know, because glamour is definitely a reason people play games. Glamour is definitely a reason people will go in and play raid content, hard Destiny content. Destiny didn't have to be this. Way. I mean, and it didn't. Like, glamour is the has to remain vertical progression. And you can choose what speed you run on the treadmill at, but you are on the treadmill next to my treadmill. <laughs> I've got it set at a walk. You've got it set uphill at 15 mile an hour. You're exhausted yep. and panting. And when you hit stop, we are in the same place. Like you have not covered any ground. Um, it's just a treadmill. But Destiny has these unique weapons that especially in things like PvP or when you're out in the open world, like they could just do weird stuff. Um, Final Fantasy chooses to make all their relics just effectively item level pretty things. Like they don't, they don't ever do something truly unique. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy for, like, for Final way, Fantasy fans here right? that have never played Destiny, imagine it's, if each relic modified a class in some way, and that you could still use those it, in crystalline conflicts. So you like, oh, the Heavensward yeah. relic makes your red mage cast mm. twice as, or like uh, gets in, double instant casts. And you're like, well, that's it's why broken. I was could sorry. be. It was it was why I was fighting for the fact that I was hoping that the you know the Endwalker relics are based on you know Hildebrand. And Hildebrand is Gold Saucer because the Gold Saucer is funded by God. But that's why I was fighting for that. I was hoping that the Endwalker relics on the final step would give you like an MGP buff while you're inside the Gold Saucer. Like you it's have happening. it on and it gives you the there's the, the F yeah, the FC buff, like the five percent extra. I I I hate that shit. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the weird one because I know a lot of people here are very big fans of that. I personally, I that has made me bounce off of other games because I feel like, okay, if I don't go do that, then anytime I spend in the gold saucer is wasting my time until I get that. And so it's like, what I prefer is just say, just say it's all glam, you know, for me. And, and yeah. I, 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 for 14, I love that. It's just like, it's just all glam. There is no special thing. We're going to focus on saying it's all glam and we're going to try to really hardcore worry about balance. And I'm not saying that that's better. I'm just saying at this point in my life, I prefer it because I have played so many MMOs and I've just gotten tired of the like interesting, but, but chaos. Then give us a collection system because for people yes. that either a don't care Talk. about how their character looks, those people do exist. I understand there's people gasping and holding their babies right now, but like they exist <laughs> or B you finally <laughs> find the way it looks and you really like it. Like you're not on the search for another appearance. Like yeah. I got this unlocked and I'm really happy with it. And I plan on looking like this for 
multiple patch cycles, multiple expansions. You know, it becomes, 90 levels of Dragoon base like, armor I, right here. Like, I love it. <laughs> and so, like, I don't, it's not going to get better than this for me. Um, then you're saying, okay, well, the item level in this, in whatever MMO we're talking about hypothetically here has been where it, it no longer effectively matters. Maybe it's a measure of play time, but that's about it. Um, there's no change to your play style because we've worked really hard on making that a separately balanced component to the game. Cosmetics don't matter to you. So like there's nothing left. And so at least with collection and achievement, there's a, just one more avenue. And there were people, people that don't want to collect. Great. Then don't do that. But like, we've got to start breaking it into more reasons to play. If we're going to say, okay, somebody's primary and secondary don't matter anymore. Well, then we've got to start giving more options so that somebody sticks around when they're on their tertiary reason to play and beyond. Uh, right. I love collecting, for, so totally. Oh, okay. Sorry, go ahead, Zorker. For like Destiny, um, Destiny has this, I think this is why Destiny sur out survives other games as service games, because for as bad as it can be, um, and boy, has it gone downhill, you have this really unique loop of, I get item in PvE, I can take item from PvE, and be stronger in PvP, right? So, like, I get, you know, I do the quest for Thorn. I get Thorn, I get Thorn's Catalyst, and now I'm just destroying people in lobbies, you know, until they nerf it. And I think you have this cycle of uh, something cool comes out, something's powerful in PvP, people complain, because inevitably they will. Um, <laughs> it gets nerfed, and then that just feels like crap. Um, there's this video... Oh. Uh, Disabled. Because right. they could sometimes remove it if it's too broken. Uh, there's this video. I think it was... I can't remember who the channel was. Um, but they talked about how, like, buffing... Like, you should actually try to buff things more than you nerf things. Because when you nerf things, it feels like you're taking something away from people. And it's a... You know, it goes into the kind of the psychology of, like, loss and, like, you know, how stupid it kind of sounds because we're equating this to a video game. But it is like somebody kicked down your door, walked in your house, took your Warhammer figurines, and walked out. You know? Right. Yeah, As sure, you may still have them, but it's a in a ball. It doesn't the figurine, and you have a reason yeah. to reacquire it. Even if that's not factually true, that's experientially true, whether whether a designer likes it or not, right? That is Which, that is the feeling. That and and they can make you still have to kind of re-earn it without... Like, like if a game is vertical progression-based, which most MMOs are, um, then having to do some step to bring it into the current expansion, like if we had to re-earn the ability to use past relics in the current expansion as your weapon, but there was a way to do that, it wouldn't feel like it didn't, it didn't die. Like you just have to get, and like Destiny's really set up for this to have an upgrade uh, that that like sorry. could bring it forward. They they could. Um, they did. They that already had that in um, um, year one. They did, and they did that in Fantasy Eleven. Fantasy Eleven, the relics. Uh, you got the from brother. You get the new relic for that expansion, which has priority. And then between patches, the old relic will then get a level up to catch up with the new relic. So that way you can have the the new relic will be better than the old relic, but there was a way to have the old relic keep up eventually with the new relic as a catch up relic. And it gives people something to do. And like they may say, okay, if I, I have many weapons I in might my be wrong. cache or whatever a system uses for a storage. I'm not going to go grind the hour or two hours or whatever a game asks of you to upgrade it for all 200. Like that's too much. Somebody would, but not everybody would. So, but you would at least say, okay, I'm going to go get my favorite one to be relevant. 
um, as opposed to taking it away. I agree with you. It doesn't feel good. And you could take it away without taking it away. You could say, we're going to put it behind this and we're going to release something better. Like there's something better out. And then we all pivot to that. And it's like, well, they didn't take it away. That's what happens in, in Warhammer. They don't come delete my models. They just make newer models and the newer models are better. But like, I don't have to throw my berserkers in the trash. They just sit on the shelf for several years while I wait for it to be their turn in the sun again. Kind of going off that Joker, can I ask your, your opinion on, yeah, or at least your, your, your vibe check for how do people in destiny feel about vaulting? Because for me, that was the thing that made me go like, I had teetering and been like, Oh, maybe I'll go back to this. Day. And then I saw vaulting. And I just went, I'm out. Like for me, that's just wild. So but I it, setting aside development reasons, obviously it went like there was a, basically a, paradigm shift with the opinion so when it first happened everybody was like okay well we're not playing this content that content was crap it's bad it's old whatever give us the new okay then over the course of years you started just seeing instead of getting new content uh which is was kind of the promise yeah there it'd right. be like okay we have to get rid of this content to do because this it thing. takes too long to at least on bungee's end allegedly uh uh, test the game basically and, and do builds and right. if builds fail uh the tiger engine is notoriously bad yes um, i remember when they were trying to render stuff and uh, you, sorry no 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 uh, it's yeah. basically if you go back and like look at the history of the tiger engine they've taken a engine made for a box product uh and tried to make it make mmos and it's just not working yeah. um so what they ultimately decided to do is do the content vault and start like shelving content well, now their main content is just bringing content back. And when you have just bringing content back with horde mode after horde mode after horde mode after horde mode after horde mode, after horde mode I am so flipping done with horde modes, man. Um, and that being the only way that you're interacting with the game because you don't have crafting, you don't have gathering, you don't have... Uh, you don't have stories. You don't have like going to some random FC ward in, you know, the lavender bags right. and like joining a rave. You know, you, you're just horde mode, horde mode, horde mode, horde mode. And then maybe you can go play a strike that you played for like the last five years. Or maybe you can go and play uh, PvP. But oh, wait, no, they nerfed shoulder charge. So now like it feels bad just to like move in the game um or they they nerfed in-air accuracy so like yeah they for people who don't know uh in destiny you could you used to be able to do this thing and they've kind of pulled back on it but you used to be able to do this wild thing called jumping and firing your weapon <laughs> i i'm <laughs> sensing a little bit of salt just a little apparently, bit apparently this was too much for some people and they had to nerf it i'm not even joking so when you man, that jump, sounds like magic. I don't, I don't believe you. When you would, <laughs> I jump, don't believe your, your space magic would, would like not go where you're aiming. And so it used to be really, really bad, and they've kind of like zoned it in, but they still have it in the game. <laughs> or uh, one of my other favorite ones, and they, I, they undid it, but it was in Destiny Two for like the longest time, sliding into somebody. And pulling the trigger on your shotgun was apparently too skillful, and they had to they had to nerf that. And this is where we come into the problem: the constant battle between the casual dad gamer and everybody else. <laughs> yeah. So it's and you have all of this, and it's kind of this 
combined there's problems here problems there problems here uh the cash shop dad gamers pvp getting nerfed classes homogenizing uh all your loots in the cash shop still um Bungie promised that they were going to make uh, new ritual sets for uh, Crucible Gambit every year. And then with Lightfall, there was none. And they were like, well, I guess we'll put a cash shop set out because we did say that. So we'll take it out of the cash shop and put it into PvP. Mm-hmm. And so like broken promises. AI, like, I, like, look at half the AI. It's just kind of jumping to the side and running at you and firing in your general direction on the screen. Like you can see it in real time. Or I think the that's only thing that's like doing opinion. damage is Sorry. blast damage, AOE. I think that's one of the big disappointments of Bungie right now because one of the key points of why Destiny was so big and why Destiny 2 was so big was Bungie was well known for having such incredible ha- AI with the Halo games. That it's sad to see it drop like this. Like it, it yeah, was, they were they were really well known. Yeah, Halo was yeah, well 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 loved for its AI. Good. It was really good at convincing you there was more going on than what there was. Yeah. Like grunts would break ranks, elites would jump and dodge and dive and like take cover and stuff like that. There was, you know, this really well telegraphed animations. But, and as we've seen with actually Lightfall, you, the game can only have so many behaviors uh, before it starts breaking down. And we, they did this whole thing with the Tormentors. They're like, the Tormentors are going to be the biggest, baddest, scariest enemies you've ever seen. And then I have like a video of beating them on the hardest difficulty with a sword hilt. You know, and all you're just doing... And it's got the Yankity Shacks or whatever that movie or that music yep. is. You know, running around. And it's not hard. And a lot of it is because the AI can be turned off. Because the game is just so Swiss cheesed at this point because they've gone and they've taken content from the um, the base game. You know, yeah. Destiny 2, the original Destiny 2 is not there. Right. Yeah. So what's this, what's this game's wow. future? Because the final shape is got delayed and, and is set for later this year. And Sony is uh, signaling some dissatisfaction with <laughs> yeah. the current state of Destiny and its, its monetary um, policies. So Transition. A couple of ways that this uh so sony sony i think was duped a little bit um and they didn't <laughs> 3.6 billion dollars that's a, yeah like that's that's a huge price they didn't do their research because if they did their research um you can go all the way back to halo one um Bun- bungee management which is still like jason jones and people like that um Jason Jones is going to be the biggest problem here, by the way. Um, you go back to Halo 1, and Halo 1 almost shipped without multiplayer. A lot of people don't know that. Um, Halo 2 comes around, and it, uh, they're working on developing Halo 2. Jason Jones already doesn't like the idea of doing sequels. And so he's kind of like, okay, well, I'm going to do this like super awesome PvP thing. And it's basically Battlefield before Battlefield was the idea. And so they wanted to do this huge, you know, 32-player, multiplayer thing. Again, remember, on the original Xbox. With Xbox Live just kind of in its infancy. So they're like, they're trying to do this. And according to, I think it's Max Hoberman, who is the guy who is now um, the CEO of Certain Affinity. 
and he worked on like Halo 2. He's the reason that Halo 2 had the multiplayer that it did, the arena-based multiplayer that everybody knows and loves. Um, but Jason Jones, he and like basically most of the developers spent a year working on this like super awesome big multiplayer thing. A year later, they just had a piece of paper with some ideas on it. Do you see the problem? Then, after Halo 2 ship, Jason Jones goes, I'm going to take a sabbatical. I don't know if I want to keep doing gaming because Microsoft, they they expect us to live up to our contractual obligations and make another Halo? How dare they? Didn't Halo 3 also have a lot of cut content that ended up being shelved? Halo 3, half of Halo 3, when you get all, all the way to the arc, when you see the arc open up with the Arbiter and then the Flood come down, it's a little different in Halo 3, but basically that was where um, Halo 2 was going to end, and you go to the arc and you discover that uh, the Forerunners are humanity. Dun, 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 and that's where Halo ends. Uh, or Halo 2 ended. Uh, and we actually have like the storyboards and stuff for that now. Uh, because an artist found them and like leaked. So them. do you do you think then that we hit the final sh the, the final shape leads into a Destiny three at this point? Yeah, I think it has to. Um, yeah. and that kind of comes back to the way Destiny. Do was they to do from Destiny one to Destiny two? Like, do they delete? So Final Fantasy fans lost everything from one to two point oh, kind of. I think and, they just and do Destiny like one to Destiny two new was game. hard. That was a hard transition. They could do what like Path of Exile and Path of Exile two are doing. I think that the, there's precedent for finding ways, for instance, if they're worried about how, people are, how are they doing it. So the way they're doing it is basically all the um, cosmetics and stuff are going to transfer over. Some of them are going to take initially there are a certain amount ones that will. And over time, basically everything will be able to transfer over. Um, so if like they were worried about the uproar of like, oh, no, these microtransactions, you know, one thing is they could do that now if they're doing switching to a new engine because they want to do that. There, there, there may be more complications going on with that, but there is now there's being I more and more precedent. worry has definitely set it up. Um, so. This is one of the things that this is going to be so esoteric. It's not even funny. Um, <laughs> but destiny is turned. Uh, turns out destiny is not necessarily narratively an original idea. And I don't mean that in like everything under the sun is not original. No, it's blatantly ripping off a series called Elric and Melnibene. And uh, like Crow is literally the albino, strange eyed, moody prince of the dreaming city. Um. So the way that those books ended, and I'm not even joking, it's really point to point to point to plot point. The way that those books ended was with the entire universe being reset. And there's, in, there's precedence for this in Bungie games. That's how Marathon Infinity ended, was the universe was reset. So could they do a, uh, a thing where they go in and they reset the universe and like the episodes are basically... You're adrift through time, which is kind of something they wound up doing in like some post Elric book stuff. You're adrift through time, and then you appear later in this new universe, uh, and that's Destiny Three. Could that be it? What they do? Who knows? But it would explain like why you have no gear. You're in a mm -hmm. different timeline. You're in a different world. It would this work. Is why mechanics are different. So um, I was hoping WoW was going to do after Shadowlands. I was hoping that we were this Maw Walker, this this person that could walk between the lands of the dead, and then they would. At the end, they would sixth sense it and go, nope, the reason you're able to do it is you really were dead. And then we're going to just start <laughs> over. Just start over. Like the fact that I got to come back from that. So 
if that's what destiny does, do we have to start over? Like, do we have to? I think you do because characters? a lot of the problems intrinsic to the game are, you know, like with the way that mechanics work and stuff like that, you don't want to be tied to that because destiny, you know, I said this a little bit earlier is like the engine was made to make box products, not MMOs. Part of that is because Destiny 2 was actually not designed to last more than two years. When right. Destiny 2 was originally created, they were under the contract with the Activision. And the contract with Activision was like, you're going to make a Destiny 1, you're going to make a Destiny 2, you're going to make a Destiny 3, and you're going to make a Destiny 4. And Bungie agreed to this before they had an engine for the game, actually. Because the engine for Destiny 2 didn't come together until like June 1st, 2012. And then when you actually think about it, because they talk about their tools being hard to work with all the time, but the build for um, Destiny, the original Destiny one, the Staten Cut, came together and was playable from start to finish in December, I think it was December 15th, 2013. That's actually fast. So if you think about it, that's a year, that's under a year and a half. Because that's the problem with the Realm Reborn. The whole thing was built in 18 months yeah, while supporting right. an existing game. It's the yeah. exact same problem. It's, well, it's it's incredibly impressive and wildly faulty. <laughs> like both can be true at the same time. Like so what AR is, is for was how better it was and it was it, it was bigger than what we got. Uh, so the state and cut, um, if you think about all the content that was in Destiny One, then add the Dark Below, House of Wolves, and aspects of Taken King. That was actually the original cut of Destiny. Then in the eleventh hour that got reboot reboot that but in the 11th hour that got rebooted and they like go okay well here's this dlc because we don't have time to make a dlc and here's this other dlc because we don't have time to make this dlc oh yeah and that mega raid where it was going to be like crota's end going into uh taken king yeah we can't do that so we got to split that up and uh, oh it makes so wait, much more we sense from a narrative like, standpoint we gotta like um figure out something to do with destiny one because we're not going to be able to uh, uh do anything for a raid because we got to split this raid up and like make it make sense so vault of glass and so all of that problem came together in like three years you know because they had to delay it a year and that yeah. is kind of impressive um it's not it wasn't good didn't turn out good but it really does seem like the problem is with addressing a live game that they keep building on Right, not necessarily making a game from scratch. So, could they make a Destiny three in the two years that they've been, you know, kind of building up to the final shape? Absolutely. Is is it possible? Yes. Did they do it? Who knows? Um, yeah, and that kind of knows? comes into with the management shift that we're seeing. Um, it's very easy for a lot of people to go to look at like the way that Bungie fired a hundred people. Uh, the way that Sony's coming in and putting pressure on them to restructure because. The way that their board of directors is now is it's 50% Bungie, 50% Sony. If Bungie keeps failing to meet certain um, criteria for profit, then it'll be 100% Sony. Sony will just come in and push Bungie out, uh, which, I mean, they could do anyways because they technically own it, but they're, you know, giving them, I guess, uh, some leeway. Something, yeah. That's always how purchases work. Well, it's because Sony wanted them for their knowledge. Make us Sorry. money and keep Yeah, Sony wanted yourself. them for their, their knowledge. And apparently like, they helped on Held, Held uh, Divers too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and what a great game. And it's a really great game. So it's not that Bungie doesn't know this. So my thing is like, okay, if Bungie can help with Hell Divers and make that a good game, why does Destiny suck? 
because of intrinsic the problems that they've been that yeah it, what they well tools in in the design things and decisions that were made a decade ago that they have to try to they need adjust. A new game. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I think that's I. I'm well, really. That's, that's why I'm generally curious. Live service game. Well, a game that's built to be an MMO, right? Because yeah. they, they didn't decide that that Destiny would. Because Destiny has always just been Halo with extra steps up until Shadow. They marketed it as an MMO. They, they even they didn't, didn't market it as an MMO. They didn't market it as an MMO until Halo with friends and extra steps. But they were afraid to say. They eventually gave it that label. Saying MMO, they did after time. Yeah, Shadow. And that was a big moment. They're like, "This is an action MMO." We are MMO. finally saying that Destiny MMO. is an MMO. <laughs> yeah. So I remember that moment when it happened too, because I was like, "It's significant." But I think essentially, though, that is that that happened in the lifespan That's of Destiny a too. Sword. Well, double edged sword or not, it's that I think, and I honestly, I I hope that that we get to see more Destiny in the future. Somebody who has enjoyed had some really good moments with this game and this this franchise. But then the question is, is that the like the, the game director, like he came out and he's like, hey, we're going to do this. And then he's gone. And then it's like, all right. I have a theory about that. Um, well, so yeah, go ahead. When um, Joe Blackburn, so he can't, he actually left Bungie. He used to be on the raid team. He left Bungie. And then when Luke Smith stepped away to go head the multimedia uh, part of Bungie that we don't know anything about, we just know it exists. Um. Joe Blackburn came in and or came back and re resumed uh, working on Destiny. Uh, turns out, though, he was actually working on Destiny basically when Beyond Light finished up. So all the stuff from Beyond Light all the way to Witch Queen that like Luke Smith was going around and uh, or until the Sony thing, I think it was in February uh, of like way back when. Luke Smith comes out and he, you know, has all this press tour stuff and he's saying he's going to do all this stuff. Turns out he wasn't even game director at the time. And now we're kind of learning from the Bungie thing where they're like, okay, uh, we have Tyson Green and he's a 30 plus year uh, veteran of Bungie, which you're like, uh, okay, if you've had this man on tap for 30 years and he's going to be game director now, why wasn't he game director before? And I, there, obviously, there's a lot of, of course, well, maybe he just didn't want to. That's mm. a lot of responsibility. But, you know, you see your ship sinking and you have the power to do something about it. Why aren't you? You know, so what was this guy doing? Well, then it turns out that he was working on the episode. <coughs> well, how long does the episodes take to make? You start doing the math on that and it's like, well, Destiny content development is actually um, overlaid. So they'll work on, say, uh, Lightfall. When they do, when they finish Lightfall, they're working on. They've already finished season one and two. Mm -hmm. They're working on three and four. But once they also finish Lightfall, they're they've had pre-production on the next DLC already going. Because why? You don't need your concept artist. You don't need even like some level designers and stuff like that. Yeah. Once you've reached, you know, polishing and bug testing, and That's polishing and bug testing is probably production. like what four five months you know if that if that um so you have all the stuff where you have these teams come off a project well they're not going to be paid to sit on their ass they're going to be put on different projects mm -hmm. uh so you think about this and you're like okay two years 
he's if he's been working on these uh, episodes from the beginning, he's been game director, technically speaking, of Destiny 2 that we just didn't know about it for two years. Probably a year and eight months to two years. But so was Joe leaving because there's turmoil in the company and he's just done? Because clearly he's not fired because he's still working on the game. Um, and you, we know when Bungie fires something, someone, uh, it's like guards come to your desk. They escort you off property. You don't know until like five minutes because that's what happened with the, like 100 people. Sadly, that's more common than you think. That's, that's true. Also. Yeah, that's, I, I can yeah, tell you personally from corporate. working at Activision. Uh, that's very corporate in, in terms of that execution. But it's going to be interesting to see overall, like uh, especially what happens, the reception of Final Shape uh, ends up being. Because right now I would say that the the trajectory of the game in and of itself is at its kind of lowest point as we go into mm-hmm. um you know 2024 and uh overall i'm very curious to see what what does happen with uh with destiny and i think they gotta the, do a destiny 3 i, I don't think, think they, do. they I, think, I don't think the franchise the survived that's but maybe the they're like going hopefully we can like uh, uh, uh parse this out until we get uh marathon and then marathon is just going to be this really cool games as a service extraction shooter that we can just sell skins and make one map every two years like Fortnite and money <laughs> money yeah all right um i think we've uh knocked that out of the park uh, i want to get to our final segment because the show's gone long but that's okay yes yeah, sorry it's been a lot of fun dude i don't care it's no, all awesome. they- Dude, thank hey, you. It's I've my fault too. Don't worry. Destiny, Destiny 2 for forever. So thank you yeah. for filming. And man, me, man, it's like, and if they go with the Destiny 3, I think that will be very exciting like considering said, you every have to time start you, with the Byzantine Empire. You step, you step um, into I, I, it and you're like, yeah. I still have my, um, what you call it, ghost, my uh, Peter Dinklage ghost for the original. <laughs> I saw Aorzia. Uh, He's got the stuffed animal ghost in the back. Yes. Right there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be back there. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to be playing a game of 20 questions, video game edition. I have a video game locked in my head. You have 20 questions to see if you can figure out which game I'm thinking of. The floor is yours. Uh, I'll just keep track. Feel free to ask any yes or no questions. What do we got? Is it made in Japan? Yes. Okay. Is it multi-platform? So when it was released, it was not. It is and would be considered a multi-platform game at this moment. Is it a JRPG? Yes. Is it a part of a long-running franchise? Yes. That's right, God, it's just Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys want to get it down to a publisher? What do you think? Yo, I think I think we could definitely. It, well, here's one thing that is it a Square Enix or SquareSoft game? Ask one of those. Oh, is it's it a one of the other. You can't ask. Is it a SquareSoft game? It is a SquareSoft game. Okay. okay. As I say, like, because there's like, there's there's a time time thing here that's happened. Does it have relation to clowns that become gods? <laughs> <laughs> that's more games than you think. What? I don't even know how to answer that. I'm not going to deduct a question. I know that you meant Kafka, but it's like the the word I'm struggling with is what do you mean by relationship? You know, in that regard. So (laughs) yeah, I would say technically more simple. I I would say yes. However, I think that will derail you guys. (laughs) Yeah, you have to be more simple than that. Does Does it it contain contain clowns? clowns? I do not believe so. Okay. 
Okay, okay. I mean, is it pre-2000? Yes. It's I'm really that's... leaning to fan Final Oh, was I, I, its I... number in the U.S. different than its number in Japan? Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. No, it is not. It's the same number across that. I think it's I got confused. This is not a square. Uh, this was not published under Squaresoft. Oh, it was not published okay, under so Squaresoft. Yeah. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. That's where I was like, okay, what are we like? Yeah. So I, I'm sorry. I apologize. All good. All good. All good. Okay. Now I, now I have questions. I okay. mean, we. Te wasn't uh, I'm not, not this is not to you but wasn't Fantasy 7 technically published by Sony I don't know it's, it's, I will pull I'm, I'm, hold on. I'm going to look at Squaresoft games Squaresoft right now originally like a Nintendo thing so like, it wasn't I, ever owned I, I, by I Nintendo but they were basically exclusive Nintendo until Final Fantasy 7 yeah. So what you're saying is it's not the Squaresoft part of that Square Enix it's the Enix soft Yes, I am saying that. Okay. 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 So it's an Enix game. Okay. And now I'm just, okay. Well, now I'm like, is it Parasite Eve? Was Parasite Eve Enix? Who was that? When did Square Enix and Squaresoft split, guys? Did, a, Not, yeah. did Akira Toriyama do the art for it? Yes, you got Yeah, you beat me to it. Yep. Come on, let me look oh, it I up. I going to have to Google that. Let's see here. How do you I was spell just that? about to ask Dragon Quest. It's, a it's the Dragon Ball Super. Oh, then yes. We're at 11 okay, questions. Okay, so it's this Dragon Quest game. Okay. I, that's what I thought, but I was like, I just need to confirm that just so that I'm not... Well, I'm going to be limited because there was no Dragon Quest before 8 here, so... Okay, well, okay, no. I was going to say, could we ask that as a way to check it, but that's... that's... Um, okay. When do you guys think it was? So oh. it would have been after Squaresoft? So Wait, well, here's a, here's that, a good question. Was that 2000? Well, Toby, uh, because I said it's pre two thousand, so it has to be before yeah, two thousand. And it's not a Square Soft game. It's but was it would it be considered a Square Enix game today. Um, not the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, in that regard. Okay. Okay. That was it like, on the PlayStation. No. Okay. What? Okay. Do you think he's thinking of four guys? Because that would have been the DS, right? It would have to be. I mean, do we know it's a Final Fantasy game? Not Final. No, no, no. It's just Dragon no, it's Quest. Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest game. Oh, okay. Okay. So wait, was there a Dragon Quest game that got remake now? That oh no, 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 not remake. It's multiplayer. Well, it have to be multi-platform now, but was not then. Yeah. Well, it would have to be. It couldn't be Dragon Quest. Um... Okay, so before two thousand. Is this before? Yeah. Okay, so okay. it's before two thousand, right? Yes. So there's only it, three Dragon Quest before 2000. Uh, no. Well, no, you're right. Four is before 2000. No, no, because four is originally 1990. Six, the six PlayStation was yeah. Dragon Quest three is the only one on Game Boy Color. Uh, but they were on Everything the Nintendo else is Nintendo Entertainment four, System. Five, but you also had the Nintendo on, DS. I don't think I realized right? that franchise. Three came out on the NES in 1988. Time it, it, is weird. Game right. Color was a re, was a re-release. Dragon Quest yeah, 4, but I thought it came on the DS. Nintendo Entertainment System. You said it wasn't the Super Nintendo. He didn't oh, say it okay, okay, NES. okay, okay. It, was it the NES? Is it, uh, was it published on the NES? Yes, it was. Okay. 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 Yeah, six so questions we... left. Six questions left. Um, okay. Do, we, do you guys want to, like, 
how many how many Dragon Quest games are we are we between six of them? Do you guys want to just try to like split well, the just, six in half? Just, work one, our way just down? one second. Like instead just of guessing one. a number, like we can you know say is it you could just guess one number and then say is it higher or lower? <laughs> I guess well, well, yeah, so like, <laughs> yes or no. No, just, actually I, I, we can narrow this down even uh easier, I believe. Uh go for it. Um, so you said it was multi-platform, right? Now it is. And multi-release. Mm -hmm. um, so the multi-platforms, there's only... Looks like two that are before then. So we, we can narrow it down. Was the multi-platform developed by the same developer? Because Chunsoft develops uh, the core games, the original games, but uh, there's other developers for the ports. Well, so this just so it's clear, oh, this, actually, this is between Dragon Quest one and four because okay. everything uh, so that. Did you was ask it developed the... by Chunsoft? It was okay, so we it's... can take Dragon Quest three out. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Harpy okay. and Toast. If well, it, I think we down to four games. Do we know the four games? Like, do we know it's four games, guys? Or is the list yeah, it's, bigger? It's Dragon Quest one, two, three, or four. We know that. So okay. honestly, we have enough questions. We can just say. So can we just say, is it higher than two point five? Is the number higher than two point five? It is. Why don't we? So okay. Now we're down to two games. Is it Dragon Quest three? It is Dragon Quest three. There we go. Yay. Yay. And according I mean, we kind of do it. To Wikipedia and all that. Chunsoft developed Dragon Quest three. So you. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and it says Heartbeat and uh, Toast. Heartbeat oh. for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System for Dragon Quest three. Hey. On the on the Wikipedia well, that's, it says the super, that's stuff. the port because the the I appreciate you guys starting bottom like yeah. that 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 saved oh, us okay, questions yeah. at the this, end there is that the like, wiki is weird how much you can yeah that's why I was like when you said cutting, the developer of the port I'm like I don't have that information for the long way yeah I'll, I'll in, send so you like, I'll send you what I was looking at cool yeah I like these games that was awesome. I've been enjoying it. Thank you guys so, so much for humoring, uh, humoring me on it. We got them. Um, Teamwork. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's go around the table, plug yourselves, guys, and then we got to wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, I will. I guess I'll start then. Uh, hi, I'm Elio Forceron. You can come check this out over on the Ayers Dinner Archives where we create a bunch of content for Final Fantasy XIV. Currently, I have been very sick and on vacation, so there has been a little less content out. But you can join us there, or you can join us in our Discord at discord.gg backslash Ayers and Archives where you can join us for all sorts of 14 related events and content. Uh, you can find me over on oh, Twitch.tv. This is Moogle Graven Radio, where I do a podcast every two weeks. Um, we just did an episode last night with Shantyman Gaming, where we talked about returning to 14. Um, I stream at pretty much every day. Well, I stream Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. My co-host streams Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, we'll currently go through Rebirth next Wednesday. I have everything redone for that. I'm looking forward to it. Please look forward to that. We're Final Fantasy fans. Uh, so, yeah, go check us out on Twitch.tv. This is Moogle Graven Radio. Joker. You can find me over on uh, Dark Side Royalty. Oh, wait, no, I don't have the lore in the name anymore. Uh, Darkside Royalty, uh, the YouTube channel. I cover Destiny content. Um, some of my videos may just be Final Fantasy videos wearing a Destiny trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, if you like skits in your videos, uh, rambling, going off on tangents, you'll like my content. Chris. I see a Titans just free Lalafell stood on each other. Uh, not making any content this week. I am traveling. I am here to um, hang out with my nephew for his birthday. 
And what I've been doing, there's paint all over my hands because he doesn't know this, but him and his friends are going to be solving a uh, Breath of the Wild temple that is being made in the basement. So I've been freehanding Sheikah symbols and stuff on the walls. Hell um, yeah. So I can put some, I mean, I'll take some pictures of them and put them up on uh, the Work to Game Twitter. That sounds cool. So. All right, and guys, that is the round yeah, table. Right. Thank you. Rupees and all sorts of stuff. It's chaos. Thank you. Yeah, that dude, that sounds amazing, though. Like, <laughs> way, to, does, way yeah. to go above and beyond. Lucky all kid. right, guys, that's going to wrap us up for the show. Please be checking in the description for the links to all of these great creators. And thank you so much for uh, tuning in. And we'll hopefully we'll see you next time. But until then, take care.